Welcome in to another episode of a Cali Green Monster show. I am your host, Dean Ryan, coming to you not from the Tesla studios, but actually my work offices. It is a Sunday morning, April 18th, 2021, and I've got a special edition episode of a Cali Green Monster show for you today. Let's consider it a Sunday morning conversation. I have my buddy Wade Willis of Wade Willis Comedy back on the show today to discuss the, you know, the extravaganza that was on last night, the thriller pay-per-view between Ben Askren and Jake Paul. You know, there was a lot that was going on in that show, not just the boxing. There was definitely some questionable entertainment and some below mediocre boxing. So we talk about all that, and I ask him a little bit about his comedy career and, you know, some, you know, just basic questions about a, you know, a young comedian starting out. So, you know, without further ado, here's my buddy Wade Willis. Hope you enjoy. good to go man well do that i don't know what how to describe what we watched last night but before we jump <laughs> like like before we jump into it i figure i want to i want to talk about something really quick completely random and i figure you'd be the perfect person to talk or ask this question about because i've asked right. people at my work about it and they always kind of give me that like no like i don't do that so like every time i see a yardstick or you probably yeah. can't see it Every time I see it, I just like imagine like whipping it up, doing a couple lightsaber moves, especially if I see two yardsticks. Like I feel like yeah. going full Eric Lynn. Like I, uh, and, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I do the same thing. <laughs> I start wielding it around. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm glad that like it's like like guys in our 30s that there's still other yeah. people that do that shit. Okay, cool. Like I because I have I always have my yardstick right next to me, just like as like a makeshift cane slash lightsaber, whatever yeah. I feel like on during the you day. You gotta do the behind the back one at least like once to look look like a real badass but <laughs> no right some people have stress balls and some people have like uh, your lightsaber yard sticks yeah. so yeah. that's what i'm rocking with Completely right now <laughs> okay cool i'm glad that i can like at least find someone who can kind of share that with i could share that with so all right man so last night it was definitely a spectacle i feel like they uh they were doing their they did their best to try to make us worth 50 bucks and like you've said yesterday i think you've We've all spent worse fifty dollars for sure. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was hoping I would be able to say I haven't spent a worse fifty dollars, but that is the word. That is uh, not the worst I've spent. So, yeah, it, it's bad. <laughs> no, it was funny how you mentioned that it was like your roommate's first time watching a boxing event. Oh yeah. And- <laughs> No, and it's like there really was like it's like there was one match which was like it was probably like we've seen more competitive and better like like fights between like guys on our like wrestling or hockey team, you know, like we used to do locker boxing and I was like, dude, like I've seen way more competitive and compelling fights like in the back in my friend's backyards than like (laughs) that first fight. The what is it, Rayvon? What is his name? Ray Raycon. Raycon, sorry. Wait, so he has the name of the earphones that Ray J makes. Is it that aren't his Raycon earphones? That's how I remembered it. I was like, dude, oh. I wonder if this is like some weird marketing thing. Like he's like I, the, the reggaeton, like Raycon guy. Because <laughs> I'm like, it can't be Raycon because that's the name of the earphones. Like, so yeah. I thought it was something else. Oh, wow. But yeah, he was horrible. Like, I like. I could have drank a beer and gone out and weighing 30 pounds less than him and out like he wouldn't have hit me once. Dude, like it, it was it was pitiful. It was weird how like confident he was because as soon as the punches started flowing, he started doing like the the girl pop. Yeah. 
like and it was like dude like no way like and it's just kind of funny now because the guy that won he's like calling out jake paul and it's like and now jake paul's flaunting like peacock flaunting like they're just like and it's like this is some weird bizarro universe where they're just like <laughs> picking it, just like i don't know man like it, it reminds <laughs> me of when they had um remember when they had like oh uh what is it kimbo slice Oh, I think we've got a disconnection with the internet. Wait, hey, you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay, okay cool. Yeah, I okay. think we had a little bit of dead air for a quick second, but oh anyway, yeah, saying, what's it, up? Yeah, it reminds me of the Kimbo Slice stuff, like kind of a little bit like that. How he was like a badass, and then it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna have you fight real fighters now, and then he just gets demolished, and uh. I mean, rest in peace or whatever. But <laughs> once these guys actually fight real fighters, it's not gonna like go well. I yeah, mean, no, I agree. Ben Ashton is the worst boxer in the UFC, so like beating him is like it's not an accomplishment. Well, and especially so, it's like not only is he know. like not known for his boxing, it's like he's coming off for like a major hip surgery like less than a year ago. Like I saw like in one of his yeah. interviews that like <laughs> he has like the most humongous scar and i'm like dude like so you know and the, and i don't know if you caught the commentary where they described ben Askren's body is like he, i mean he has the physique of a bag of milk and i'm like i've yeah. never heard that and i was like, what, exactly dude? like, what it- yeah, like I, I definitely got like a good uh, kick for a good 30 seconds out of that and i think by the time i like you know stopped the you know oh wow huh, the bag of milk comment was funny then he got knocked out and it was like oh, yeah well, sh- well shit like you know it's you know it was yeah, it was kind of surprising, but then like later on in the evening, I saw like a, a replay from behind and you could see definitely like when the ref was like, you okay? And he was like, yeah, like instead of walking forward, he took a step sideways. And I think that's why the ref was like, oh shit. Dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It looked like they got that ref from the senior home too, though. So I don't, they let that other guy fight. So like freaking Raycon, they let, he goes getting rocked over and over twice in one round. And it was like worse in my opinion. And they're like, you can keep fighting. I'm like, why do you let that one keep going? And no, the title, I... well, not title, but whatever the one we wanted to actually see you stop it. I don't. Exactly. I feel like usually when it's like the main event or a title fight, you kind of give them like a benefit of the doubt. Like, Hey, like, okay, are you good? Like, it's almost like, you know, in a, I feel like in a UFC title fight, sometimes they'll let a few extra punches go oh, in. Yeah. Like, hey, it's like, dude, like, you're fighting for the title right now. I'm sure you want me to give you an opportunity. And especially, I feel like, you know, especially the difference between Raycon and Ben Askren is like, Raycon, like, I don't, uh, to my knowledge, has no combat sports experience. No. And, like, and from seeing that, you could tell he doesn't. And at least, so it's like, I think Ben Askren, it's like, you could trust him at least somewhat enough to, like, I don't know. I mean, it's the main well, event and like, I don't know. Like, like I, he could, I think he could have, you for know, sure he could have yeah. made it through. Cause the other thing, like, do you remember his fight with Robbie Lawler? Oh yeah. It's like slammed on his dome and he gets like punched in the face for like 20 seconds. Doesn't look like he's defending himself and then wins the fight. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like that. He looked way worse in that fight and ended up winning. And then he gets punched and one time like yeah it was a decent shot but it wasn't i wouldn't have stopped a fight from that like and call a knockout i don't i i see what they're saying about the sidestep thing but he also has a box so it's a little bit different like checking to see if you're okay like that's something he's not actually had to deal with yeah um, because i have a hard time believing that in all of his times of sparring not just in this boxing camp but just in any of his mma training camps that like he didn't eat like I'm those are the kind of shots I feel like yeah you should be able yeah. I would think if you're especially an elite combat athlete to be able to take I mean I'm not gonna like I also don't want to sit here as the you know the guy on the other side that like hey, I mean I I would have fucking eaten that shot and kept going oh but like, I, I would have got knocked out I'm not gonna <laughs> lie like I always say what I'm like like I'll I would fight people like if I'm for me like I'm confident in my fighting ability because I did like freaking karate before i wrestled in d1 and every so like i i know how to fight and i'm like the person's if they knock if they get one good punch in and knock me out they're gonna win like but 
I got to get knocked out in the first 15 seconds. Otherwise, like it's going to go to the ground and I'm going to like choke the person out probably. But if, it, if we're on our feet and you get like, I can get knocked out for sure. I'm, I don't doubt it, but that one, I would have got knocked out on for sure. That, that yeah. would have rocked me. I would have woken up this morning from the, from the punch. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, cause you could, I mean, you could definitely tell that Jake Paul, like he came in, like he looked good. I mean, like he was definitely, you could tell he put uh, like put in the work and he took it seriously yeah. and stuff like that. But it's also like with Ben Askren, it's like, as you know, wrestling being his primary thing, it did kind of seem like, you know, it's like the biggest weapon in his arsenal is gone. So it's almost like he's like walking up, like where his strikes usually set up his takedowns. It was like, well, now what? <laughs> like, you yeah. know, it's like he, and the thing is too, even as a wrestler, it's not like he was one of those guys that was just, a beast like just be like just so tough he was just so funky and weird that he would like break people from like getting so tired and just getting in these weird positions and like getting taken down or put to their back it wasn't like he's some beast that is just pounding people so he's like him transitioning to boxing is like the weirdest transition like ever for yeah. like so someone as a re- like if I picked any wrestler, Ben Ashton's style is the worst for actual boxing that I would think he'd be good at. But I don't know. Well, I guess I'm kind of right based on how it went last night. But I don't. <laughs> yeah, I just don't feel like I just want to see Jake Paul fight an actual boxer now. That would be cool. He fought a the shortest NBA player in the last like 15 years and then a MMA fighter who can't box. Like, can he fight a boxer next? That would be cool. Yeah, like, I, I think, know. like, I think Tyson Fury's younger brother called him out. And that guy's, like, same height, same weight, like, has, like, a 6-0 and record. So, I think that would be, like, hey, I mean, but I, I you know, I mean, let's be real. Like, Jake Paul kind of, he, he kind of has, seems like a bully. Like, because, I mean, let's think about it. Like, he keeps calling out Conor McGregor. And, like, did you see how much Jake Paul weighed? Like, he's, like, yeah. six foot. 191 pounds and conor mcgregor when he fights at 170 like doesn't even hit the 170 pound like yeah. limit like he fights at 167 so it's like like while i think that like i would still probably pick mcgregor but if it's just a boxing match and like i mean i don't know man it seems kind of like it's kind of i, I agree yeah it's like dude that guy's so, i don't know it's it just seems like Askren you pick him had to like put on weight to like even Askren's like was a weight higher one or two weights higher than McGregor. And he looked like a state puff marshmallow out there, like just to weigh one ninety one. Yeah. So no, for reals. And it's like, it looks like Jake Paul has to cut weight to hit one ninety. He looked like, you know, he was in mm-hmm. incredible shape. And like, that's why I'm like, cause I think McGregor's like five, seven. So like, I'm like, yeah, five, eight and a half, five, nine on a good day. So I can't even imagine trying to box a dude who's six foot like jacked and like has, you know, has some skill. Like I'm going to definitely give him props. He could, de- he definitely knows how to box. Like, I, I don't know if he's going to go out there and contend with real boxers. And like you said, it would be interesting to see him in the ring with like a legitimate pro, but like, let's be real. I think that this Triller fight club or whatever is kind of like, is like wrestling's like, like a like cousin you know it's like it's it's, it's not quite it boxing exactly like it wasn't quite boxing but it's like because it's like i don't know it's like all the fights especially even the one fight that was supposed to be legit got ended by a fake low blow and the guy was rolling I around i couldn't believe i i was like tweeting up a storm like what the fuck is going on right now like it's like especially when they're showing the replays and it's like First off, it wasn't even a low blow, and then it wasn't even a solid punch. Like it was almost like the tapes of the glove like hit him, and it was like, so what's going on? <laughs> like that the guy who won that fight, that guy's legit. He yeah. like I was actually really impressed. Um, I think he has a lot of potential to do. I know I heard that he was ranked like top like three in his weight class and actually in the world, uh, but he was very good like his his punches are so quick with so much power too and he's southpaw like i'm i actually was really impressed watching i did not expect anyone to be at that caliber in that (laughs) in that lineup i'm like why is this guy fighting in this but whatever it was i was happy that i got to see him actually fight because he was pretty good um or not pretty he was very good but i'd like to see him he would beat up 
Jake Paul. I would, oh. even though he weighed 140, yet there's no way Jake Paul would fight him. He would destroy no him. Jake no. Paul wouldn't hit a punch. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that they added that guy to the card to just add some legitimacy to it because it's like, yeah. you know, especially in, you know, and like to to his credit, Frank Mir, I thought, did pretty decent. Like, because I thought he that, really that well. dude he was boxing, like, definitely looked like a real boxer. He came in in good shape. Like, he seemed lanky. And I thought, like, I thought Frank Mir was going to get picked apart and knocked out, like, by the third round. But, like, dude, he looked legit. He had good movement and, like, that dude's fucking huge, man. <laughs> His back was yeah. humongous, man. I was like, dude. <laughs> he looked like the difference. He looked like he was ready to just fight. Mm-hmm. And like, is he in, as in shape as he was in the UFC? No, but Ben Ashton did not look in shape to fight at all. But Frank Mir, maybe his body fat was the same or higher, but he looked like he could do some damage. I was really impressed with him. I thought he was going to get knocked out in like the third, but uh, he had a really good fight. He lost handily, but he like, it was competitive. Yeah, no, for sure. And especially you go six rounds, like six mm-hmm. rounds of boxing. And he, he didn't like, it wasn't looking like he was just like gassed and like, 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 tr- like, you know, barely making it to the six rounds. Like he went the full six. Like I felt like he kept going the whole time. He got some good punches in and it's like, I mean, he definitely lost the fight, but I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah, I was kind of confused because for some reason I kept like, honestly, I feel like the information I had leading up to this card was just like fucking like everywhere. Like I thought the card started at 3 p.m. So like I took a nap like at noon, woke up. Oh, it's like, oh, man. this event doesn't start for like another three hours. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll play FIFA for like three hours. So it was like did that. And then like I thought that Frank Mir was supposed to fight Antonio Tarver. So I was like and then like I oh, saw because like, yeah, I, I hadn't heard that, too. Yeah, because I kept seeing Tarver on like a lot of the posters. And then like so then when it was like Cunningham, I was like, uh, I guess I'm you know, I, so I just assumed, you know, what uh, I don't know shit. And then the way that whole thing went, like, I didn't know the Black Keys were performing. Like, I didn't know, like, all those people were showing up. So, I mean, it was a pretty cool, like, you know, I mean, for what it was, it was it was yeah. all right. You know, like some of the performers missed, like, you know, like, I, I still don't know who the 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 chick performer and the white who is lip syncing and doing just like sweetie, sweetie, dude, it was like that like, was it just one kept of the worst going. performances I've ever seen. Well, okay. I've had to go in on this because this, that thing, first of all, why there almost every song of hers was like her doing a remix. Like it was like, oh, complete, which is fine, but not of other rap songs. Like if they do like a song from the eighties and they use the beat and then they rap over it or sing over it. Cool. But a song that came out 10 years ago, like I don't need to hear another version of it, like a shittier version. And she goes, she does, a thing of blow the whistle then too short does blow the whistle <laughs> like 15 minutes later i'm and he played a shorter version and it's his actual song i'm like why did he do a, a medley version and she's out here doing a five minute version of <laughs> blow the whistle like what and she's not even singing it she's just dancing and it wasn't even great dancing in my opinion no for uh, for real like my wife was saying like so they they hired they paid these people to come and just do karaoke like you know not even doing their songs like you know i think it was like when e40 was out there and like yeah you know like like he's just doing big sean's like i don't fuck with you like i'm wondering if like yeah. big sean's at home like the fuck like i would have showed up and like saying this for y'all like, <laughs> like but i guess like e40 was cheaper like like i don't know that the e40 thing too because we and you're messaging and you're like who and i'm like it because i thought it was someone not that wasn't e40 but i heard e40's voice on the track that they were playing but he was saying all the same things as his and i'm like why do you have double of his voice and one's like off beat like the live one's a little off so you like it just sounded really bad and i'm like just the part with e40 any all the beat have that don't have the part with him singing on it and then rapping over his own voice that sounds horrible i like i just it was Bush League, like all the, the, and who thinks that scaffolding as a backdrop looks great? Like it looked like they didn't finish setting up the stage for everything and it's just scaffolding everywhere. And I'm like, is this a thing that's in and I just don't know? Or is this just really lazy that they just set it up like this? I, I don't know. Well, I was just confused by the whole setup too, because it's like they, they, 
they decided to do the whole thing at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. So it's like it's a place that seats like 70,000 people, but then they condensed it to a small stage where they only let in, I think, like 100 spectators. So it did just kind of seem like, I don't know, it was just like seemed like what's the whole point of having this huge thing to just condense? And yeah, it was just like basically a few scaffolding to make it look almost like a like, I don't know, like a 90s, like, I don't know, like hip-hop reality set i don't know like it was, yeah, it was it, like uh yeah in living color background yeah thing with the <laughs> with the fly girls yeah that's kind of what it looked like some i i just it was the most like ratchet like ratchet put together thing i've seen that like you paid for like it it looked like a i could maybe see it on like a random channel that i didn't know i had on direct tv as like an event like you know what i mean and then i'm like this and i'm like they have all these huge musical artists it and i told you i it has to be a money laundering scheme of some sort like there's no way they're not laundering money through that thing that just how horribly it was done the big name people they have on it just to be on like it was strange you know they're writing off all that stuff so i i don't know i i you do when you when you when you said that i was like dude that was like tweet of the night because i was like dude this is for sure a fucking money laundering scheme like it just made no sense like just the whole thing i was like especially when it was just like it's a show that's kind of boxing but it's more just like a, a concert that you didn't really want like but you paid for like you know i mean like you know i guess it's like there was a couple moments like you know, I was in the middle of messaging you when Too Short came on, and I'm not gonna lie, I popped, <laughs> I popped pretty hard, especially because like earlier when they like she did blow the whistle, I was just like, man, they, I'm sure they could have got Too Short for this, yeah. like you know, like so when he came, it was like, oh fuck yeah, they did get Too Short, and like it's funny how he just like got his like just his like main hoe, like he was like, nah, yeah. like I don't need like ten, I just need one big booty chick, like yeah. You know? <laughs> I, it- I guess the coolest thing of the whole event was that they did have the Mount Westmore. It's like that West coast, like crew now of artists. And that's like, I don't know. I'm excited for that. I kinda, I guess I don't, I was like, I guess, I guess that's a thing now. Yeah. Too short. You got the, you have the two guys from the Bay area and then you got the two like, so it's fine. Um, that was the only thing I thought was actually like noteworthy, I guess, of the whole of all the performances, because did anyone want to see Justin Bieber at the end? Well, I mean, maybe if he would have played something a little bit more of a banger instead of just a bunch of like love songs, dude, it was just like I felt like it was just like, I don't know, man, like it was not I don't know, like and it was like a Christian rock concert dude no for real it was almost like it was almost like he asked his wife to pick the set list like i felt like and then like with his outfit so i was trying to like the whole the whole time i was like he reminded me of this 90s video game from playstation and i couldn't remember it and then i finally did do you remember that game the with like the dog with the beanie the pa rapper the rapper it was oh yeah yeah i, I only like played a little bit of it it wasn't very See, I didn't I, like it very much. About it, but. I, I never did really play it, but like, let me see if I could. Uh, you can't really. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It does look like him. Yeah, with just with the orange beanie. So like, yeah, I spent the whole performance trying to remember that video game and look up that picture just so I could tweet out that, hey, Justin Bieber looks like this thing <laughs> and right away it got a couple retweets and likes and it was like i don't know it's like i swear twitter can be a drug sometimes because i feel like most of the time my tweets are just like angry man yelling at the sky but every once in a while yeah. like 10 people were like hey that was funny enough to like like it and retweet it and i was like all right oh cool. yeah yeah and i was like oh that felt good it was the best part of the fight twitter was like the memes and everything were, were no awesome. for 
Yeah, no, for reals. And it's like you, 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 you mentioned it earlier. Like one of the other tweets I'd mentioned was like when they showed the referee for the main event was I was like, dude, this is the oldest referee I've ever seen in my life. I was like, dude, is that guy really going to be able to break these guys up? Like, no. <laughs> like, I forget there was another fight that I think there was another old ass ref. Like, I think he was a different one. I felt like they just literally like went to like the, the retired boxing home. Like they spent their budget on like everything else. And like, fuck, we need some refs. Like, oh i'm sure that like oh go to walmart and get a couple greeters like they'll like totally do it like (laughs) they they spent their all their budget on the pyrotechnics for one song for justin bieber that's what they (laughs) spent their budget on uh yeah i don't okay i'm i'm not gonna probably get one of their other fights again unless it's like some ridiculous thing and like here's the one the fight i want oscar de la hoya versus jake paul just oh okay he's like 50 he's coked out like he homie there's did you remember when he had that beef with dana white do you remember that and dana white was saying he's like a cokehead and stuff and then when i heard of it the commentary and i'm like he sounds like the annoying guy that has done coke for the first time that you're just like at a party with. You're like, who the fuck is this guy? Will he shut the fuck up? And then you're like, oh, he did coke for the first time. You're like, oh, okay. That's what he sounded like. Dude, Thomas, as soon as, as De La Hoya showed up on the screen, I looked at my wife. I was like, oh, dude, he's fucked up. And she was like, what? And then he started talking and it was like, oh, dude, he is fucked up. And then they like, it's like, it's like, then everyone just started commenting and then like Ariel Hawani was like, it looks like uh, De La Hoya has like got his buzz on. And it was like, dude, like, and it was almost weird because at first he started, he seemed kind of like he was like kind of fucked up, like on some lewds or like he was kind of yeah. a downer. And then it's like, I don't know if like off camera, he like took a, did a line or someone in his headpiece was like, dude, Oscar, like you need to bring some energy. And then it was just like, oh my god like he's like screaming like let's yeah. go let's go or, or what about like i'm coming back and i'm only gonna fight the best I'm like, only the best and it was just like dude he seemed like like i said a coked out dude he just kept repeating like yeah. oh, oh you watch man like you watch man like and it was like <laughs> dude it was just like who is he gonna fight that's considered the best no one oh dude like i've heard him say like he could beat up triple g like oh my god no, I know. And it's like, dude, the last time we saw you was like over a decade ago and you got the shit kicked out of you by Manny Pacquiao. Like, and it's like, dude, Manny you, Pacquiao beat that ass. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, like it was bad. And it's like, dude, you're, you're thinking that the outcome's going to be any better this time. No, it was honestly like pretty embarrassing. And it was like, I don't know if like, if Oscar De La Hoya is so big that like he doesn't have a manager or a handler, but like, if I'm like, if I was like anyone close to Oscar, as soon as that started, it would have been like, oh my God, this is a bad idea. We should like, cause it was. Yeah, I think he took control over all of his stuff uh, recently, like in the last like five years, or like he spiraled or something. Cause uh, he kind of was, I would see him in things, but he looked like a normal human being. It was just like kind of a douche. Like he's always been a douche and like full of himself, but that's that's just how he was. I, I actually always kind of hated him and I would root against him every fight, but like now it's like, he's like unhinged. It's like, it's like, it's really weird. Well, he's, he's <laughs> just like, he's, he's not just unhinged, but like, he's obviously delusional. Like, I mean, like if he thinks like, I know he's like, I think he asked, they were asked like, what's your motivation for coming back to fight? And he's just like, Mike Tyson. Like he just like all wasted, just like screaming. Like, and it was like, yeah, like even that's kind of weird, but like at least Mike Tyson was fighting like old Roy Jones, and now like they're thinking of matching him with like old Evander Holyfield. Like he's not out here trying to fight Anthony Joshua or something like that. Like that would be ridiculous, and it would be ridiculous if he was saying that. Like Tyson has never said like, "Oh, I could fight the best," but like De La Hoya is out here acting like a fucking drunk fool, like almost like your uncle who's like, "Oh man, like." I could have went pro, dude. Like you know, Uncle Rico. Like, that's yeah, who he is now. Yeah. I could throw I a football you- over them <laughs> there mountains. Yeah. <laughs> you just see him like throwing a stake at someone's face <laughs> on the right of bike. Yeah. He he um how I kind of see it. okay, here's this. Would you ever think 
like growing up that we would say, you know what? Uh, Oscar De La Hoya is more crazy and unhinged than Mike Tyson. Cause that's how, that's what the world has come to right now. Mike Tyson seems like a normal guy. He's got like his, like he's had his, his issues, but like you see him talk and he's like all there. Oscar is like, he's off in space. I don't know what the heck happened, but it, it they like switched. Um, I don't know what the heck. No, I happened. totally agree. Like, I feel like Mike Tyson, it's like, he'd, he'd probably just want to smoke weed and just like laugh and tell stories. Whereas like Oscar De La Hoya would be like, Hey, let's go beat up a homeless guy and pick up some hookers. Like, it'd be like, dude, Oscar, I don't want to do that at all. Like, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> like, so I don't know that. So that was definitely like, no, I felt like, no, like there was, so that's the thing is like, it was a crazy, like shitty pay-per-view in terms of boxing, but there were so many other things. Like we still haven't even talked about Ric Flair refereeing a fucking slap contest, bro. <laughs> like I, I didn't know what was going on when Ric Flair showed up and like Pete Davidson. I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. They got Ric Flair. And then like, I'm talking to my wife, like, dude, Rick needs to like tone it down a bit. Like, cause he was literally like on life support, like a couple years ago. Yeah. And, like, and he was like, so hyped i was like dude like he's gonna have a fucking heart attack right now and then they walk into this makeshift cage and there's these two big ass dudes and i was like i was like wait are they about to have an arm wrestling contest and then i saw that it was just a barrel and i was like i told diana i was like oh my god they're about to have a slap contest and she was like a what and then when the first slap came like dude she didn't know what the hell i was like dude like i told her i was like when you follow enough like MMA Facebook pages and like street yeah. fight pages, these things pop up. And like, it was funny. Like, like when Pete Davidson at one point cut to him and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And like, <laughs> and I was like, dude, you are all of us here right now watching this pay per view. Just be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing watching this, but like, it was insane. And then, like, yeah, of course, it finally ends with a knockout. And my wife was like, you can get knocked out from a slap like that. And he was like, yes like, like yes that dude. guy that slap that slap was harder than jake paul's punch i think bro like <laughs> no dude i don't know that that guy with the, the white dude with the colored hair i would i like honestly like from the very beginning i didn't want to be that dude because that samoan guy like had the look of like oh yeah you ain't gonna knock that guy out <laughs> like it's either gonna be one of those like you're gonna have to slap each other 10 times and then you guys shake your hands and walk away or it's gonna end like exactly how it ended and like i, I wonder if like if rick flair because let's be real like you know it's like i mean maybe at this point in his life he really is the gimmick like he probably is but i wonder if there was any point when he was there just like all excited but if in his head he's like what the fuck is this shit? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, wait, this is, this is a thing. He's like, we like people would watch us hit each other with chairs. Like this is, we're actually watching people slap each other. Like what does the world come to? But then again, it's like Ric Flair, like what he's known for chopping, you know, but it's like, they're chopping. He's like, you know, I, I chopped the chest. Like, dude, this is like next level shit. Like they're chopping each other in the face, yeah. man. <laughs> like, so maybe, yeah. Maybe that's why they brought I, him. They were like, oh dude, like Ric Flair's the king of the chop. He's going to love this shit. So maybe it was like, you know, he's in rapper videos and stuff. So he's probably, maybe he was just like, dude, hell yeah. And like, you know, I, on the topic of Ric Flair and him being on, on life support. So it was basically, you know, like all, it was like all those years of drinking had caught up to yeah. him. And then like, I heard him on an interview after that, that like, basically the doctors had told him to stop drinking, but he was like, at this point in my life, like, Hey, if I want to have a couple beers with my friends, like, so it's like, He's still boozing and stuff. Oh, so I was yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, you know what? Good for you, Ric Flair. It's just, it's crazy how there's some people like him and like Keith Richards who like can just abuse their bodies and they must just have some, some gene that just is like, all right, man. Like, it's like, it almost makes you be like, I wonder if these guys could live to be 120 if they didn't do like, if they didn't abuse their bodies that bad. So, <laughs> okay. My, one of my grandpas, he lived like 15 years past how we, how long we thought he was going to. And he drank every day and smoked weed every day. And we think he lived longer because it would just pickle his body and he would just sleep all day for the weed. We're like, he, we think he gets just so much sleep from all the alcohol and weed that like he's lived 
an extra like 10 years so yeah it's almost like it's de it's de-aged them a bit it's like, yeah right. <laughs> it's like those monks that can like self-mummify themselves by yeah. just like dehydrating themselves and he's just like yeah i guess if i just booze up and <laughs> yeah dude uh, that that's it's an antiseptic he's just cleaning all the bacteria out of his body yeah <laughs> no for reals any of you physiologists or kinesiology majors <laughs> let's do that study man like can you pickle your body to age longer <laughs> with <it? laughs> right <laughs> yeah man so you know it was uh you know it was definitely a show you know i mean uh i think at the end of the day it's like i'm glad i had the palate cleanser of um espn plus had there was a ufc card going on at the time i think the main event had started right when the the paul fight ended so it was like robert whitaker and kelvin gastelum so they were on so it's like it was like the perfect palate cleanser like watching like shitty fights like questionable entertainment and then it was just like some good cage fighting like you know went all five rounds like it was good shit I just, after it ended, I just stared at my TV for 20 minutes, just blow, like with nothing on. And I'm like, what did I just watch? Like <laughs> I spent four hours watching this thing. And I'm like, I don't I, like, I don't, I'm not upset. I watched it, but I'm also not happy that I watched it. I'm like, <laughs> that was a long thing. I, I would have paid a hundred dollars to only have the fights and none of the musical acts I never wanted to see. See, I feel like the musical acts were there. If they for... would have had the slap boxing. Oh, oh no, go ahead. Continue. Sorry. There was like, a... oh yeah, I was going to say, uh, and obviously keep the slap boxing in there too. Like I needed the slap boxing in for the hundred dollars, but the musical acts, it's just like black keys. Do I want to see them at a fight? No. Like, do I want to listen to them when I may be barbecuing? Sure. I'm not going to complain. Uh, Sweetie or whatever her name is. Definitely never want to see her. Like I, it's just all these like Doja Cat, not really. Although I'm not a, I'm not against her outfit or change. And then, because uh, I like, I think she's super hot. So I'm like, I wasn't disappointed when she was on. Justin Bieber, never want to see him perform really ever. So I, I don't know. It was long, four hours about, right? No, basically, I think it was almost like it's amazing well you know it must have been more entertaining than the Zack Snyder's Justice League because I had to like watch that (laughs) and like in like four different sittings so at least I was able to sit and watch this so you know hey that that might tell you a little bit something about Zack Snyder's Justice League but uh like it's you know it's like it it definitely left me at the end well like well first off on the uh, before I talk about like like my overall thought, like when I left the fight, but you know, I definitely think the music acts, I was like, I think that one's for the spouses and the people that have no interest in fighting. Cause it was like, I think my wife was definitely like, at least she was entertained with like basically having an hour and a half concert. Like I didn't realize it was just going to be like that fucking long after the first fight. Like I was sitting there just like, I'd finished eating my pizza. I think I had lost my initial buzz that I had. And I was like, what the like oh my god so like that was definitely i think i you know i wish i think next time if i do order one of these like i'll at least anticipate that like okay they are bringing like a lot of you know music whether i like it or not but then at the end you know how i was mentioning this this triller fight club i feel like is like wrestling's like cousin you know borderline like yeah it's like there were people talking about being fixed you know, because especially like they were showing like Ben Askren, like after the fight, like with his family, he was walking and he was just like laughing and smiling. And I was like, I've never seen a dude get knocked out and be so happy. And then like, especially like when they announced the winner, like or like right after, like all that pyro went off and it made me go like, OK, if Askren would have won, like would all that pyro have gone off? No, they so would have just, done nothing. Yeah. So I feel like it was just like it, it was just set up for that moment. And like they were kept, they kept bringing up like, oh, like it's for my bodyguard Shadow who predicted it was going to be at like almost the exact time when he knocked yeah. him out. It was almost like, bro, like, so like there definitely was like, I, I think if you walk away from boxing or MMA and even have the question of, I think that shit was fixed, that's a bad look. <laughs> like, cause it's like, I definitely like, I can't. It looked- I, I can't hundred. I can't hundred percent sit here and say that that shit wasn't fixed. Like, I don't know. I feel like I don't think they made. I don't know if they had like Ashkren in on it necessarily, but I feel like 
they probably had it set up like, hey, if something like soon as you get a chance to make Jake Paul win, you make it happen. I and I'm sure the scores because how much money does Jake Paul have too? Like I I don't and Askren, if I got knocked out or he first of all he didn't get knocked out he got knocked down and they stopped the fight so it's not like he got he took one punch that was hard whereas yeah. UFC if you get knocked down you're getting like an elbow or like all these extra things done to you. And like, you're not going to walk away. So he didn't get much punishment for $500,000. I'd be laughing and smiling too. If I got $500,000 to get knocked down and then a ref would be like, no, you don't have to fight anymore. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Nice. True. Like, I, I, I don't even like boxing. All right. I'll go home. <laughs> <laughs> no, that <laughs> is you know, true. He's yeah. No, I mean, it, yeah. I think he did say this is his biggest, like, purse that he's ever gotten like in any of his fights so i mean i guess that is true i mean it's like i like dude he did tons of media leading up to this fight like i feel like jake paul didn't do like any podcast but i feel like ben Askren was like on every single podcast and like he kept saying that like at the end of the day if he loses it's like he doesn't want to be a boxer so it's like that's like we said it's like i think when the ref stops it i think at the end of the day he's probably like all right well my night's done like you know he's like whatever like it's i didn't put my heart into this training like you could tell by my uh, body like <laughs> yeah no it is funny because it's like i remember jake paul that kind of being like oh you could tell he didn't take it seriously or whatever and it's like well you know what he wasn't lying because i don't know of how how seriously he did take it or i mean but then at, at the end of the day i mean like we've seen ben Askren like in the ufc and bellator and even when he was wrestling in college he was never a a specimen you know he was no, always no, kind no. of he like... always looked like an awkward dude that you never think would be good but he looked fat and like just yeah he had a tire around him at 191 that's not like a weight class you usually see a tire around someone that's competing at a high level well like, I, what i think is kind of crazy is because like i'm like probably a solid 220 right now and i don't have a tire like he had on like i was kind of like dude like my sh- I look a little bit better with my shirt off than that dude like I was like and I don't consider myself a like I, I consider myself a thick dude like so I don't know man <laughs> yeah it's weird I don't because I I think he did have the hip surgery I, I like he, I think he said he trained for like three months kind of but I don't think it was like it is what it is like Jake Paul won but like the way Jake Paul acted like when he won it's like he won the Olympics. I'm like, dude, this this doesn't legitimize you as a boxer. You need to beat a boxer. Like, beating someone who's bad at boxing in MMA does not make you a legitimate boxer. So I don't. If you want to fight him in UFC, if you want to do MMA with him after, um, then sh- go for it. But uh, this doesn't legitimize you at all. No, I know. I don't think. And what I think is weird is like, I always kind of grew up with the like, you know, like act like you've scored before. Like, and that's why I think it's yeah. weird where it's like, dude, like, you know, you're making it seem like, yeah, it's like your whole life built to this moment where like, I mean, like it was basically a glorified like backyard rest, like backyard yeah. boxing. So it's like, dude, like, you know, it's like, it'd be one thing if like, you know, maybe you, you know, you built yourself up and then you, maybe you built a, you beat a legitimately tighter title contender or like something like that. Like that would be legit but or even <laughs> someone with boxing experience would be uh, maybe uh <laughs> of something to cheer about no but. for reals because it's like now like i think like they're saying that like um have you heard of dylan danis like the yeah yeah like, like he's like calling out like and it's like dude like he's a jujitsu guy like you know like it's gonna be the same shit like you know it's like unless yeah yeah like it's like you know why can't someone with like you know like for example, like I think Nate Diaz would be like like someone I think would be a great one. Like like Jake Paul's called him out, and like he's bigger than Diaz, but I feel like Diaz is tough as shit and a legit Diaz boxer. Would beat his and ass, I think, yeah, be, I don't. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of those things where like I I hope Jake Paul's mouth can talk himself into a fight that he like shouldn't have. You know, like it's like I think it will happen at some point. You know, I feel like that's what happens with all these dudes, unless he just decides to do some bullshit like I'm going to retire on top or whatever. Because did you hear like a couple days before the fight, he was talking about how he's already showing signs of CTE and then he had to like backtrack the, the comments like it was like, oh, like 
well, I take back the comments I made. CTE is like a serious thing. And it was just like one of those like, this fucking guy. <laughs> you know, he has signs of CTE. He has signs of CTE from being a dumbass, not yeah. from f- boxing. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> he's fucked for three years. Are you kidding me? No, for oh, real. It's like I was, it was one of those things like, unless you're having these like epic sparring sessions back at, in your gym or whatever, like, I highly doubt that. It's like, I think that's just your own fucking like neurons not working. Like, at the, at yeah. the best. So, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I would, I kind of, as it was leading up to it, and I was like seeing him training and stuff, and then I was watching Askrids, I was like, hmm, I don't, Askrids only chances to like, all for the first three rounds and jake paul to get tired but I, that was the only chance to me yeah no it's like it really was because it's like it doesn't look like Askren was going to be able to pack much of a punch but you know no. i think it's like you know it is what it is and you know i think at the uh you know now we can kind of know what to expect from these uh you know these thriller fight cards and i think like you said it's like i think to spend another 50 bucks next time there's going to be half the hopefully be a little bit more substance there, you know, a little, like, I don't know, maybe a, another fight or two, or maybe some, if there's a, they actually get performers that I'd actually like be interested in seeing. Cause like, you know, like you said, it's like, I like the black keys, but that's not necessarily what that's going to get me hyped for a fight. You know, like, I mean, they did like a D no. <laughs> they, like they, they did a DMX tribute and that probably got me the most fucking hyped for boxing. Like out of anything that happened the whole time. I thought the tribute was going to end up being 15 minutes just based on how they were stretching everything out longer than it should have been. I was like, I guarantee this is going to be like a 15 minute tribute where they like go through, like they have a mini documentary (laughs) in the middle of the fight. I I thought they were going to do that and they didn't, but that would have been on brand if they showed a documentary in the middle. Um, Dude, for real. It made no sense. I'm glad that you pointed that out because like when it did, like when the DMX tribute ended, like I think like 45 seconds later, it was like, wait, we had to watch Sweetie like, just twerk for 15 minutes, but, like, all right, like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, like, I think that their timing and pacing was definitely kind of off, but, you know, I feel like that's my issue with a lot of just, like, boxing and UFC. Like, I hate when I'm watching, like, a UFC pay-per-view and there's literally five fights and it takes them, like, over three hours to get through. It's, like, you know, like, I felt like like when we were in high school and college, it's, like, there were sometimes the UFC pay-per-view would end by, like, 845 you know because it's like hey if it if it's a knockout in the first round like let's get the next dudes up like i don't want to watch like preview for a movie a preview for the next pay-per-view like a preview for like some fucking energy drink and then the fight and then it's just like you know it's i feel like it's almost like with these things it's like it's all about momentum and like i don't know how many i don't know how people on the east east coast like stay up for this shit because it's like it's 9 15 on the west coast and i'm starting to get sleepy and i'm like dude if it was like past midnight I would never watch any of this stuff, honestly. <laughs> like, no, I would have been, I would have been out after Sweeney's performance. No, for real. In New York. Yeah, dude. So I definitely sympathize with those people. And maybe that's why like some people think like New Yorkers are just like, you know, harder than Californians because like we're so pampered with like primo times to watch sports. Like, dude, I don't know, man. So, you know, I guess that before we get out of here, I, I want to talk, ask you something that like, I, I got, I saw like on the internet, do you ever listen to Tony Hinchcliffe's podcast, Kill Tony? Wait. Um, I, I watch the performances, like the one minute um, things. I don't, I don't watch his podcast that much though. I, if I see him on other people's podcasts, I watch it cause I actually like him, but um, yeah. Okay. Well that was um, perfect because like, it was at, at, like, I think it was on a recent one where um darnell rawlings was on like he was like the comedian oh, guy okay. and um, yeah the yeah like the one minute like dude like totally like dude like basically darnell rawlings like walked off the stage because he was like so embarrassed like because the guy like called him out like because like that guy was just talking shit to the you know the the one minute comedian yeah. or whatever and that guy started coming back and he basically said something like oh like when did, did you get those Jordans before or after Dave Chappelle gave you that chain? Because I guess that Darnell Rollins has a chain. That's oh, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Dave Chappelle chain. And like, dude, it was like, it was definitely like, it was like, it was kind of uncomfortable to watch because it was definitely like one of those things where like the crowd was like, oh, shit. Like it was almost like, yeah, like 
like almost like basically like yeah like you kind of like you look like Dave Chappelle's bitch (laughs) you know and it was like yeah yeah it was pretty it was pretty nuts man like because like Andrew Schultz like he like on his podcast they were talking about that and like how like yeah like it's one thing to wear like an NBA person's jersey but to like wear a chain with another dude's name on it (laughs) like it's like that might be yeah that's that's a bit weird to me Although I don't know the story behind the chain either. Like that is weird. I, I think it's weird too, but I, and Darnell. So he's an amazing comedian. Um, and I think he's, he's very good. He has really the whole like Chappelle. He milked the hell out of the I'm rich bitch thing. Like I, 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 I never heard anyone milk a catchphrase so well. Cause he's still milking it, but well, he, he used it on that yeah, episode. <laughs> like, did he really? Oh yeah. I think oh. while he was talking shit, I think he did drop a like, cause I'm rich bitch. And I was like, oh, of course you did. Like, yeah, it, that it, I don't like when he does that, but. And the thing, I guess that what, what caught me off guard with that whole situation was like, he's so good at dishing out the shit talk. It was so weird to see how he just couldn't, handle getting it thrown back in his face it kind of reminded me of the michael rapaport situation that like yeah what's up with no, these comedians he's, he's that great. like yeah like what's up with this they're they, like the guys that are like known for being such great shit talkers but if someone comes back at him it's almost like whoa, whoa, like dude like yeah he's he's had a lot of like weird beefs with people uh darnell rollins because and he gets like very like weird about it and i I, it was on one of joe rogan's things joe rogan kind of called him out on it like dude you get like really sensitive about that he's like well yeah like yeah i don't if you dish it out you got to be ready to take it and a random comedian dude like or like open micer because that's what the the kill tony like thing is like the guy roasted you and it was good like you gotta you've you were in his position before talking shit to people and like the guy that was a good roast. You got to like give him his props for it. You could not like the guy, but if you're a comedian and someone gets you good, you got to like, like, all right, like that was good. Like I can't like, has he not done roast battle or anything? Like, well, no. And it's like, it's like, that's like one of the whole points to that, like kill Tony thing. It's like, you would think that like, yeah, if you're on mean. this. Yeah, and if you're on the stage with other comedians, I feel like it's like you need to be prepared for any one of those guys to come at you because I feel like that's one of the like the whole things and like a live thing, and then especially if like roasting is going to be a thing, like I feel like you have to be ready for any one of those guys to come at you. So it's like it did kind of see. It almost seemed like he like was caught with his pants down. Like it's just like oh shit, dude. Like uh, <laughs> like oh I don't know. yeah, he thought everyone was just gonna bow down to him because he was who he is yeah i did a I did a roast battle um at the comedy store like around halloween and it was like one of my friends and our jokes were so like she said mean jokes like i was like damn those like but i was like man those are really good jokes so like some of them i was like oh that kind of hurt my feelings a little (laughs) but yeah she's like yeah she's like do you actually feel that way about i was like no i'm just making jokes but uh yeah it was but it's fun and you got to admit when you're like, oh, that was a really well-written joke. Like, good job on that. Oh, you that hurt my feelings. That's the point of it. You did a good job. So yeah, no, it's almost kind of yeah. Yeah, no, it's kind of like, dude, it's just like, you know, almost like if you get rejected by someone, it's like, don't get all pissed and like act angry. It's like, dude, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, kind of like just take it on the chin and move but you know so i guess it's weird because i i guess that you expect from comedians and stuff to like have a way thicker skin and like i said it's like you know having a roast battle and getting legitimate mean things said back at you but to just be like well at the end of the day we're just we're just trying to make each other laugh and like you know sometimes like you know that's why i think it's kind of definitely weird about like you know like kind of like culture nowadays it's like sometimes the funniest shit is the stuff that like is kind of uncomfortable truths and like but like i don't know oh yeah it's it's funny dude and like i don't know i just like yeah like the 
I think like for, for me personally, like with like, uh, like, and I'm around like comedians all the time and stuff, like not like Darnell Rollins, like level. Cause I'm obvious. And I will, and I'll say, I'll probably never get to that level. I hope I do someday, but let's be real. It's not probably not going to happen, but a lot of them that I meet that they are very like sensitive and kind of um, a lot of people kind of like are self-loathing. So if you can kind of like get into like you make them like diss themselves, like I, it, it's really weird. You would think, oh, they're good at making fun of people, but they're like some of the softest people mentally that I've met in my life. So I, I it's weird. Same with actors. Like, yeah, it, 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 it's comedians and actors don't like each other a lot of times, but they're very emotionally similar in my opinion. But, and it's weird I because I feel like it's like, in a way it's like, you have to have a self-confidence to be successful in those things because it's like, you know, like a, like a comedian who's not confident up there. It's like, you know, I mean, you're not going to make the audience laugh. Like, it's like, I feel like it's obvious when you see some, like, that's why like sometimes when you go, you know, I've, you know, I'll admit I've never been gone up on an open mic, but I've watched people do open mics. And I feel like that's the thing is like when you see someone who's new or not comfortable up there, it's like, that's usually the issue. I feel like, you know, like, I think that everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's weird that like, I, so yeah, for, for new people, like you could tell, like just by bo- like body language, you could really tell some of my like friends who like one of my friends who he started around the same time as me, but he's like, all the people who started around the same, like I same like class time period, he's like by far the best that I know. And he's like moved past. He's like doing stuff in Austin, like traveling around. He's really good, but he like he'll do something and he'll ask me like, oh, like was that all right? And I'm like, dude, that shit was all like you murdered. Like I don't know why you're asking my opinion on it. Like that's like such a like you dominated. That was like really good, um, but. I don't know. I don't even ask anyone half the time if I th- I was like, I could tell from the crowd or like, I'm like, man, I sucked <laughs> that one. But it, it's interesting. Some of the better people I know are actually unsure of themselves a lot. So I don't, I, it's weird. But yeah. yeah, the new people, you can tell it's like, they're like shaking or you see like, you can see like sweat on their hands when they're holding the microphone. I'm like, good Lord. Like <laughs> that's, that looks uncomfortable. Well, so, no, I, yeah. I mean, I can only imagine. Cause I mean, I mean, that's, it's definitely one of those things that like, I'm, I'm hoping when the pandemic opens up, like I would definitely like to try doing like an open mic, but it's like, definitely like, I'm like, oh, I can only imagine the anxiety that first time going up. Cause like, I mean, I think it's, it is one thing to be able to say funny shit with your buddies, but I feel like it definitely to just go up in front of a group of strangers oh. and to try to like, yeah, no, I definitely think it's a completely it's, different yeah. animal. Like, <laughs> how, how I expected it would be when I like first did my, like my first few open mics, I was like, okay, like this is going to be like my style and like, I'll be like this. And then I like did a few, I was like, oh, that's not going to work at all. Like, and I just had to like, go back to the drawing board and like no matter how much you like write shit at home once you go out there you realize like oh 85 percent of this sucks and 10 percent of it's like maybe i can build something off of it and maybe like five percent i have like uh, like it it's just you have to go out there and do it but i would dude let me know if when you want to do it sometime uh and i know you're down in san diego but um yeah, I could take you some places to at least try it. Um, because it is first few times it's rough and you're gonna bomb, like, yeah, everyone bombs. Like, even uh, I don't know if you've seen the um, um, oh gosh, who was it? There's a famous uh, uh, Bill Burr bombs like in Philly, and it's like a famous, like, you can find it online, and he's just like yelling at the like crowd, and he's like doing a countdown for how much time he has left, and he's just like dissing the city of Philadelphia like <laughs> the whole time, and it's like the worst. But and at this point, he had already had like four specials, he's like super famous, but even good people still bomb. So, yeah, so- man, you should definitely do it though. Do I mean yeah no definitely I think that's also why I brought it up because I was like you know if I keep if I throw it out there then people will hold me accountable to try it so I was like you know I'm gonna keep throwing it out there that like because yeah no I like especially yeah. that you do it because I would definitely like to uh, link up and do that one day um 
in your experience, like how you're saying like, oh, like <clears throat> I might have 15% stuff that works, 85% that doesn't. In your experience, did you have, have you had stuff that like you went in thinking like, ah, this probably won't get much of a reaction and it fucking killed. And then stuff that you thought like, oh, oh. I'm going to fucking like dominate with this. And it's just like crickets, like. Every day. Yeah, it happens every <laughs> time. And it's just like, I've said stuff on accident, like while I'm like going and like it just like everyone's like dying and i'm like what i said that on accident i don't even think it's funny but like that's why you need to like record your stuff so you see but then sometimes it's just so weird because you could have something you could have these jokes down like perfect and like 95 percent of people it works on and then you go and do everything like the exact same way like you're delivering it perfectly and it's just dead and you're like uh, like it just for some reason those people just is not working on or maybe like your mood you don't realize like how you're sitting yeah it's it's weird but yeah you'll have stuff that works all the time and then one day it just sucks one day and then you'll do it again and then it works again it, it's just it it makes no sense but yeah what you said all the time it like most of my stuff i develop on random ideas and then i just keep trying 300 different ways and then just whittling it down into what I think can be something. And I eventually think it's decent. Maybe most people think it sucks. I don't know. <laughs> it's all, it's all relative. So when something like that happens, like I imagine you have kind of like a routine, like I'm going to go here to here to here. Like, do, do you try to call an audible or do you just go, you know what, I'm going to stick the course and hopefully something farther down my set will will work or is it just kind of like you know i don't know like uh i i try to do an i try to do an it depends on how long the set is like if it's longer and i'm like all right i'm gonna just i need to pull an audible if it's like a because sometimes you'll do like a lot of them are like five minutes or something or um but if I'm doing like 10 minutes or 15 minutes and like, I see it going away or I see them reacting a certain way. I'm like, okay, I need to go completely different. Um, like, I, like for me, I got a lot of experience in like doing shows in like dive bars at first. And you have to be able to like change, like it just be in people's faces like right from the start because they're there to drink most of the time they're not there to listen to comedy and i feel like that helped me improve a lot because i it forced me to like move and be able to read off of the crowd and be like okay they're not paying attention i need to just get really vulgar or nasty in this part and get people's attention going and then be able to go in a different direction whereas i have friends that have just done comedy clubs like for all their shows and they do like from the start, they just started doing comedy clubs and everyone's there kind of to laugh. So you don't, you're not forced to work with a really tough audience all the time. So, but yeah, you, you gotta be able to pull audibles. If you don't, you're going to be, you're going to have a rough night for sure. Yeah. And even if you pull an audible, you may make it worse, but you're going to need to pull an audible usually. Unless you just like, are like so dry, like a bill Hicks that could just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to keep going with my routine right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, some know? people, yeah, I have, I have some friends that are like, you're going to get this material and I'm going to do yeah. of this material on like my sister and you're going to have to deal with it. And I don't care if you laugh or not, but I need to practice it. So, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, sometimes if you have a bigger show coming up, like I've had where it's not going well, but I have like, like, let's say I'm, I have a show like comedy store, like a bigger place or something. And I'm like, well, I need to practice this. So I'm just going to eat dog shit on this material here, record myself, see what I did wrong and whatever I sucked today, but I need to be better for my thing later in the week. So yeah, it depends on the situation too. So. All right, cool. Yeah. I was gonna say like when, when that happens, like when you've had like a bad set, is it one of those like you want to get the fuck out of that place as quick as possible or do will you hang around and like watch like like more people perform or something like um so i've had it depends on the situation you want to leave <laughs> yeah. you can't leave and you're forced there like one time the guy who was hosting it 
I drove him and I had like the worst set of my life. And like, I had an out of body experience. I just like <laughs> saw myself eating shit, like in front of everyone. And I'm like, and it, <laughs> he was like, yeah, you're going to do like 15 minutes. And I was like, not good enough then to do that much time either. And I'm like, it's just, it started bad at three minutes in. And I'm like, Oh no, what time is it? And then I looked, I'm like, 13 like 12 minutes left and i'm just like cold sweat and i'm like i wanted to leave i was like the first person too and i had to wait the whole time and Uh i've i've had other times where i bomb and then one time i was like was i in long beach i might have been in la or something but i was like driving back to the inland empire and i'm like just contemplating my life like the whole way back i'm like why do i do this i like i suck like this is that wasn't funny I hate my life. And I'm just like, this is, I'm like, it's 1am. I have work tomorrow morning. Why do I do this shit? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's hilarious, dude. Well, man, um, dude, I, I, like I was gonna say, I don't want to, I don't want to keep you here all Sunday morning, dude. So like, I really appreciate you waking up and, you know, bullshitting with me about that crazy ass pay-per-view and, you know, like, yeah. And talking some comedy and stuff. So that was really cool, man. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, can have you on again soon at some point. So, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Just let me know when, and I'd love, love to be on. All right. Right on, man. Well, uh, yeah, let me, uh, just, uh, turn this on. Big thanks again to Wade Willis for stopping by and having a conversation on this Sunday morning. Had a nice time just shooting the shit there. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. But until next time, I've been Dean Ryan. This has been a Cali Green Monster show. Have a great one, guys. Peace.